Podcast. I'm your host, Dre. It's Charles, a.k.a. Snafu. Hope everybody had a good week. It's been about, what, five days? For five days since the last podcast. Yeah, it's been a week since we last recorded, so I'm trying to be more consistent with this, you know, and just do better. Yeah, trying to be, to say the least. Uh, a couple shout-outs to begin. Shout-out to Tay and Rob. Uh, they've been on a couple of our older podcasts. Just thought I'd shout them out. Shout-out Hurricane Florence. Yeah, well, that storm was highly, highly, highly overrated. Well, it depends on where we're at. Where we are, yes. But there's still historic flooding out east and, you know, the Sand Hills, Outer Banks, New Bern, Wilmington, all that good stuff. Those places got hit stupid hard. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. Prayers go out to everybody out there on the Carolina coast, South Carolina, Georgia, North Carolina. Um, speaking of hitting hard, we'll get into some uh, pop culture here. Eminem. Yeah, he hit back hard. MGK dissed him, uh, what, two weeks ago now? Maybe? Whenever his album came out. Yeah. when it happened. He dissed him. And I, 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 I like the M diss. I don't know. You listen to it. So, some people thought M tried too hard. Some people thought, like, MGK outdone him. He basically said the same thing MGK said about him. He sounded old and bitter. What were your thoughts on it? Uh, I mean, that Eminem diss was just kind of there. I didn't really, you know, think it was anything extraordinary. I was just, yeah, it was there. Yeah. I don't know. I liked it though. I didn't. I I, I didn't see the problem with it. Uh, M is M. People don't like M. People are gonna think it's trash. His last album was decent. His album before that was trash. He has to come to terms with that with himself. Is that he's getting older and falling off, and new people are coming in and getting better. And it was a point of time when Eminem was hard to top. Now you have artists that are topping him. Perhaps his whole label is better than him, but you know. It's just what it is. Any last words on that from you? Uh, I mean, times change. Everything changes. So, you know, it's it's whatever, man. We'll see what happens and we'll just... Play it by ear. We can see what happens. Whether MGK has another disc coming or is this back and forth. I saw Jay Electronic, whatever his name is. Jay Electronica. Yeah, he tweeted him, and he said, uh, how dare you do this, da-da-da-da, and he had bars for him, and I don't know if you're familiar with Royce the 59 yes. he tweeted him, and said, I dare you to come up with something, and I'm gonna have bars for you, so I feel like that whole label camp that M is with, or signed, is basically going on against everybody, the only one benefiting out of M's album, I think, is Jordan Lucas, right now. M's not even benefiting out of his album. That's just my opinion. I mean, I don't know. I haven't really seen numbers or anything like that, so I'm just kind of... Yeah, I haven't seen the numbers either. We can check on that and see, but I haven't really cared enough to check the numbers. He did tell MGK his flop would be his career high. So, you know, we'll see. In other news, Wale in the midst of all this has dropped an EP, 20 minutes long. Free lunch. What are your thoughts on that? 
I mean, it was it was a cool it was a cool EP. Um, it felt like he got back to kind of like an older Wale, you know, before he signed the MMG and all that stuff. You know, he's just kind of wordplay and you know the flow was more of like a an old school, you know, Wale compared to when he was like I said signed with MMG and all that stuff. So I didn't I didn't I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was bad either. I liked it. I think Wale's uh, come to terms with himself, especially with the track called Ungrateful But Grateful or Ungrateful and Thankful. It sums up his whole career. In this whole beginning, he was all ungrateful. He thought he should be at the top. Da, 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 da. Now he sees, oh, I can't be the guy because there's other guys out there that are just better than me or just, you know, they're just going to be there. You're going to have the Drakes, the Kendricks, the Coles, the Big Shines, the Meek Mills. You're going to have those guys that are just ahead of you. You salty about that. You won't ever get nowhere. Well, in essence... And while he's a lyricist, he's a great lyricist. Well, in essence, what happened is he started falling behind once he got signed. When he was on Atlantic and when he was like an independent, when he was first starting out, you know, that's when he was hungry. That's when he was making his better music. Once he got signed to a label, all of a sudden, he got signed with a bunch of people who don't rap like he does. He got signed on a label with Meek Mill and Rick Ross. Meek talks about street shit, because that's what Meek knows. Rick Ross talks about flossing and having money, because that's what Rick Ross does. <laughs> Wale doesn't rap about that stuff. But once he got signed, that's what Wale rapped about. He had no choice. Sure he did. Sure he had a choice. I mean, he could have kept doing what he was doing, but do you think he would have started thriving in MMG? I mean, he's thriving with it now. No, he's not. Because he's not signed to MMG no more. Is he not? I no. thought he left Atlantic. He he left Atlantic when he signed with MMG. And MMG let him go. So he's just an all-out free agent. Yeah. Oh. Well, shout out to Wally for doing what's right. Trying to revive well, he his know, He got dropped. And he got dropped from MMG. But even on this album, he shouts out Ross. He can shout out Ross because that's that's his own, you know, that's his prerogative. But, nah, he's not on MMG no more. He did kind of butt heads with Meek Mills. Now that I think about it. Remember, yeah, remember that whole album thing where it's like, oh, you're not going to, you know, help me promote my album? And they had beef over that? Yeah. Yeah. Wale, like, Wale did not fit in on that label, but he signed. Because he wanted to get out of Atlantic. And he wanted something better. And in essence, it was better. But he changed the way he raps. He changed the way he does. Like, he changed the way that he, you know, branded himself. Because mm-hmm. he went from being, like, wordplay, talking about life, da 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 to being like, oh, it's about money, it's about flashy shit, and all that stuff. What label would Wale actually fit in, now you think about it? He doesn't necessarily fit in when, like... The MMGs, the OVOs, the Young Money's, the no, Dreamville's, the what, TDs. What he has to do is he has to find a place that he can be himself. Right, but what place would it be? Dreamville. You think Wale will thrive on Dreamville? I don't he, think so. Why not? He's To me, he's different from what Dreamville is. Okay, so then let's think about all the people who are on Dreamville. Yeah, Wale's different. Everybody on Dreamville's different. But they're the same in a way. But they're not. You have 
Kaz, Cole, Cole Jid, yeah, Boss, Ariana Lennox, Ari uh, Lennox, well, whatever her name is, Ari Lennox, uh, Earth Gang, Earth Gang, all these, but all those groups, all those groups have their own sound. All those artists have their own sound. And honestly, Boss and Cole are very similar sounds. Yeah, very. And then Kaz also sounds like those other two. So those are the only three that sound very similar. If you think about it, Ari Lennox is, is R&B. Yeah. Earth Gang has this like, it has this like, kind of like an ab soul type deal, but they rap faster. Yeah. And have high, like have more up tempo shit. Jid is just gonna give you bars. That's what Jid does. Jid is dropping an album soon. But that, but see, but these are things. All of them are on their own wave. All of them are doing their own thing, but they're all Dreamville. Cole is basically just like, you know, in that uh, in his album of the year freestyle, he was like, before I was signed, I was giving niggas hell, you know. Now I'm getting niggas deals, and they giving niggas hell. It's just like, look, <laughs> I'm gonna sign you to a deal. You do what you do, bro. I guess you. I right. got you. It makes sense. I can see now because that you Cole put it that way, because I can see him on because when you look at Cole's projection, like tra- like trajectory, his first album on um, uh, what's it called, Def Jam. Mm-hmm. It was a flop. But that's because he had no freedom. Yeah. He he didn't get he didn't get to choose like he didn't get to make that album the way he wanted to. He couldn't get the samples clear that he wanted, all that stuff. All that stuff was against him. That second album he had more freedom because they, they gave him more of a leash and it was better. And then ever since then, boom, it's just like, alright, cool. Not just do what you want to, bruh. You got it. I feel like artists should think about that. Would they have freedom to be an actual artist? Mm-hmm. But there's sometimes, but there's sometimes like people are just like, I want to get a deal. Yeah, and that's what it is. And then they compromise their artistry. And a lot of artists, I feel like, does that. I don't. They don't make the same music as they do before, and they lose their touch, and they're not happy. And you look at Rich the Kid, mm-hmm. for example. Well, it's not turning out good for him. And I won't touch on that. But. Well, you brought it up. I mean, what's the point of bringing it up if you're not going to speak on it? Because, I mean, it's... In a way, he was saying basically his label didn't back him. Da, 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 da. They backed the Migos more than him. But the Migos back Rich the Kid a lot. He's like a fourth Migo. Well, but that's, but that's different. Because it's like, you can have other artists, like, co-sign you all day long. Yeah. But if the label don't... Because guess what? The artist doesn't get to choose when your album comes out. And what you get to do with it. The label does. So artists can, like, another artist can shout you out. Another artist on your label can shout you out all day long. Mm-hmm. But if the label doesn't see the benefit in making them money, no. Do you feel like while they had enough co-sign from artists around hip-hop? That's how we got the deal. Yeah. But then, like I said, he kind of, he changed the way that he, the way that he flowed the way that he rapped once he got there yeah which is what which then in essence is like it's just like in sports where it's like okay you know if i run a team and i run a certain system right yeah and i bring in this player who you know his skill set might not fit my scheme Mm -hmm. but i bring him in because he's a great athlete and then when it doesn't work out it's like i'm frustrated because it didn't work out but it's like in essence he wasn't going to work in the first place. Right. You know what I'm saying? But if I have a system and I bring this guy in place and then I find out how he's going to work in that instead of just trying to force it in, 
it works better that way. <laughs> so in essence, what should have happened is they should have worked better to find out how he was going to fit in MMG. Yeah. Than just trying to have be like, all right, make music. And then he did what he did. And it's like, oh, these Wale albums aren't that popping because this isn't the Wale we're used to. Because what happens is the bass that you get when you're underground is the one that's going to buy those albums. Yeah, that's true. That's the one that's going to follow you, ladies and gentlemen. And the ones that... But you can get new fans. But your old ones are going to be the ones who stick with you. Your new fans are just going to fall fall behind the bass. And that bass is just going to keep leveling you up to where you need to go. But if you start losing that bass, all else fails. Because the fans behind the bass is just going to leave you the minute you're dry and you don't see nothing else that you like. With that artist, they're going to just bounce. While they also shouts out a lot of Wayne in his album. I don't know if he's trying to sign a Wayne, but on ADP, he shouted him out at least 10 times. At least. I nearly didn't hear all that, but I believe it. I mean, maybe he is. Maybe. Because honestly, I mean, Young Money would be, wouldn't be bad for him. It wouldn't be, but then he'd be competing against the likes of like a Nicki and a Drake. And, you not, know, as far as putting out albums and doing big partic- numbers. Not particularly, because if you think about it, look, when you look at the artists that are on Young Money, mm-hmm. you only know that they're on Young Money because they, you know, will shout it out every once in a while. Right. It's not like, you know, an obligation. The problem, I think, with him was that he signed to an artist. And I'm not even taking nothing away from Ross because all... artists shouldn't sign the artists. They no, shouldn't. There's certain artists that shouldn't sign artists. There's... Wale was one of those certain artists. So, okay. So, if you're going to say artists shouldn't sign the artists, that means you're telling me nobody should sign the Jay-Z. Well, not that. No, but that's what you're saying. Yeah. Because you're saying no artist should sign to another artist. I'm saying artists who don't know the business aspect. Shouldn't sign to another artist. No, shouldn't sign artists, period. Yeah. Because Jay-Z understands business. Ross understands business. Because he's out there in the field with his artists. He was right there bound. But you had, but the art, basically the artists, if you have a label, you have to understand how the shit works. Yeah. You have to know how the game works. And if you don't know how the game works, then you're not going to help the people that you sign. I guess the way I looked at it was like, let's say you was an artist mm-hmm. and I'm an artist and I signed to you. I signed to you. You trying to get the bag just as much as I'm trying to get the bag. You couldn't fully get to your bag because you knew you had to p- promote me. And I feel like that's what happened somewhat with Ross. No, right. You know, that's a, that is one thing. Because, like, Ross and Ross would just be like, all right, I'm coming out with an album. And then Meek would drop an album two months later. So right. that means that they're, all their promotional stuff is overlapping. Where certain there artists there hasn't figured out, though. Like, Cole hasn't figured out. Right. Cole understands the business side. But Cole's also like, all right. You, you're gonna drop your album then at this point like four months later once it's like you know you're on tour basically once you're on tour already that's when we drop somebody else's shit partially I think Wayne figures it out too with Drake Wayne, and Wayne Wayne just Wayne just like go and do what you do well because Drake just drops albums drops music when he wants to yeah Nicki hasn't dropped anything in like two years right so he kinda just chill with it 
Jay-Z, I think he's more strategic about it. But I think that was the downfall of Wale. And I'll end this whole topic on Wale. I just think he shouldn't have signed to an artist. He's one of those artists that he's bigger than what the artist would be in some aspects. So if Ross was trying to push Wale and Ross was trying to get to the bag, Ross knew if he wanted to get to the bag at some point of the year and Wale wanted to get to the bag, he had to push somebody back. Wale was that guy. Because him and me, Ross and Meek is on two different aspects. So Meek can drop something and it's like, well, Ross would be like, all right, he talking about the street shit. Let him do what he do. Ross is just going to do with his little flashy, flashy stuff. And he's going to get his bag. Then you have somebody that's in between, which is Wale, that talks about somewhat street shit, somewhat flashy, flashy. He's just there rapping, pure rapping. Somebody had to take that L. Wale was that guy to take that L, I feel like. That's just me. A little bit Ross was selfish to sum it up. I mean, it's but again, it all goes down to balance and making doling everything out so that everybody's happy. Yeah. You know, it's like not to keep going back to Dreamville, but it's like Cole is just like, alright, you know, I'm gonna put you know, I drop an album early in the year. Bosch drops Bosch drops an album mid year. The next person, Jid, drops an album late year. Which means next year, we're going to get what? Another Cole. Earth Gang, Ari Linux, you know, stuff like that. It's like, you have to you have to keep everybody happy. And you also have to, you have to have everybody on board. That's another thing. You have to have the team focused on the team. You can have great, you can have great solo artists or great, you know, acts. And that's fantastic. But they have to be all on the same page, and they have to buy into this team aspect that you have. Because guess what? Our record label's a team. Yeah. You have to have everybody buying in on that team aspect. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, all right, guys, look, because that's the thing. You know, Cole's the biggest name on his uh, on his label. Yeah. Boss's name is growing. Very much growing. J- like everybody on everybody on under uh, Dreamville is starting to grow. Well. I'll touch on this next week, but I'll just put the question out there. You don't have to answer it. Do you think Bosch is going to surpass J. Cole? Because it seems like Boss is like his successor. Uh, mm, well, mm. because if you ever listen to him on a song together, they both rap nice. No questions. But then J. Cole kind of takes a step back whenever Boss is J. Cole takes a step back when it comes to Boss and somewhere when it comes to J. So I'm assuming at some point, one of those two or both is going to just take over the whole Dreamville thing and J. Cole can just be, a, I guess, a manager of the damn label and he won't really rap as much. So like a Jay-Z. Like a Jay-Z. I, I see that happening. That's just me. We'll touch on that a little more next week. But in other news... uh Black, or some people like to call him Six Black. I don't know why, but Black dropped an album, and it's phenomenal. Um, I know you're familiar with his song X Calling, which is surprisingly, I mean, but older than Future's Perks. Perk, you know the song Future had, I could get a Perky's Calling. Yeah. Surprisingly, Future took that song from Black, which Black song is older. You know what I mean. 
I never knew that. Black is like, I mean, he's 22. He he can rap. He can sing. His new album. What are your thoughts on that? From what I've heard, it's pretty good. I mean, he's got that. Like, so I've only heard like a couple of his songs. Yeah. And he has that same flow that I was expecting based off the two songs, like the couple songs I've heard. But I mean, it's not like it's bad. You know, it's just it's there. I mean, I enjoyed it but I don't know how much of it I would actually like listen to like what I'm what I'm gonna do is because we listen to it together I'm gonna take some time and live with it for a bit and I'm gonna take some time and listen to it like I'm just gonna put my headphones in sit there and listen because one of the things I usually do when an album drops is like I'll listen to it while I'm at work yeah and like Scorpion by Drake I wasn't that big a fan of and because it all sounded the same to me and like it it seemed like all the songs kind of just flowed together and there wasn't any kind of you know separation yeah well from what I've heard from Black it's the same kind of deal but that's just because I think he always raps with a very similar beat that's just what he does which again we'll see what happens but I'm I just gotta take some time to sit and live with it and digest it fully yeah, I think Black had a nice album. I got to live with it a little bit more. I think with him and Future, Offset on the album, Black is one of those artists that he makes you step into his bag. And so, you know how Future comes on most tracks hype. On this album, he didn't come on the track hype, nor did Offset. And they usually don't do it with Black. I noticed it with most of his features, even with Cole. You come on the track a little more mellow. You come on the track a little more, you know. You come on there a little more how Black is coming on there. And I feel like he sets that tone for people. As an artist, because he's such a good young artist coming up. Um, it's a phenomenal album from what I heard. I'll touch back on it later on in the future. And I'll get away from this pop culture now. And we'll get into some football here. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know what other... Is that the last... Is that all we had for... Yeah, that's all we prepped. That's all that really happened as far as pop culture this week, music-wise. Uh, it's pretty much a quiet week. We had a couple of little surprise releases. Next week, I will say... We'll, we'll talk about the Carter 5 when it drops the 21st. I know Chaz isn't much of a Wayne fan as I am. Um, so it's big for me. Not so much big for you. We'll give a solid review on it. It's one of those albums where I feel like it's now to the point like, do we need it or should he keep it? You know what I mean? Because he's been talking about dropping it since what? 2013? 2014? Here we are four or five years later. And it's now coming out. You could have been on the card of 10. And I understand the situation at hand. But it's almost like, do we need it or do we keep it? Is Wayne washed up? He not washed up. We'll get into that next week. Let's get into some college football. We got Boise State versus Oklahoma State. Your thoughts on this game? So far, it's balanced. I mean, we're in week three of the season, so it's kind of like you have these weird, like, out of the usual, out of conference. Is it week three already? Mm -hmm. 
Oh wow! You had these like out of the, out of conference, you know, matchups and stuff like that, like this one right here, or you got Ohio State TCU this evening. So, I mean, so far the college football season pretty much been playing out like it should be. Um, Florida State has been a, a huge disappointment so far this year. Uh, Oklahoma's been surprising to some analysts and stuff like that, but for the most part, you know. Alabama is number one and as usual taking care of business as they should be and it's just so far it hasn't been a bad season but you know the games don't really get good until you start getting in conference play and stuff like that so right now I don't really have anything to I don't have anything in my coach's corner as far as you know college football goes I'm just kind of I had to sit back and actually kind of think about it and get my thoughts together on stuff I need to talk about on a week-to-week basis. But mm. yeah, it's Georgia's fine, Bama's fine, Florida State's not. Florida, oh, Florida had a 31-game win streak over a uh, the University of Kentucky in football, and that broke last week. So that was kind of that was you know some Exciting. news. But other than that, I mean, college football's basically been playing out the way it should be. So you you do realize with that streak, they've been winning all our lives. Yeah, no, our our, our for thirty one straight years they beat this single team. Yeah, so we've never seen that single team beat nope. that team until last weekend. Yep. It's the first time for everything, I guess. Um, when does Virginia Tech play? Because I know Hurricane Florence messed it up for a couple of these schools down here in the I southeast. I would say, well, nor, uh, UNC was supposed to play uh, University of Central Florida today. But that got postponed or canceled depending on if they're able to reschedule it or not. Um, West Virginia was supposed to come down here and take on NC State at Carter-Finley. But, of course, the storm canceled that one. And ECU was supposed to go to Virginia Tech, but that game got canceled earlier this week. So three teams in the state of North Carolina had to had can- well, cancel their games, at least for right now. They may be able to um, reschedule it for later in the year, but we're not 100% sure yet. So... Until then, yeah, these games are not happening. Who does Virginia Tech play next week? Next week, they go to Old Dominion. How do you feel about that? It should be a cakewalk, but you don't put anything past anybody. So, I mean, you got to go out there. You got to take care of business. If you're a team that's supposed to be favored, you have to make sure that you live up to that billing. Yeah. In college football? Anybody can lose on any given Saturday, man. Speaking of any given Saturday, we'll get into any any given Sunday. Your Falcons play the Carolina Panthers. Yep. What are your thoughts on that? I don't know. You think they'll win? Yeah, possibly. Cam Newton is looking nice. That's fine. It was one week. I know, but he's... That's one fucking week. Oh, my God. Here we go. It is. I'll let you and take and argue yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, Matt Ryan looked like shit week one. I get that. But guess what? Yeah, it's pretty hard. It Matt Ryan looked like shit. Uh, I like falsehoods and lies. I like falsehoods and <laughs> I like lies. the guy. Anyway, falsehoods and lies. Anyway, back to what I was saying. It's in week one. Teams that look good look good. Teams that look, that look bad look bad. But you gotta take everything with a grain of salt because it was the first game. How do you think Aaron Rodgers is gonna fare with that injured knee? I mean, he's he's a kind of quarterback. He's the kind of player that is like. Okay, so I can't run as well. I'm just going to focus on my throwing and still be able to make plays. Aaron Rodgers is like, okay, this injury 
isn't going to it's going to slow down my game a little bit but it's not going to be anything major he'll still be able to do what he needs to do because that boy it's not like his game is predicated on the athleticism on making runs he makes runs when he has to if his, as long as his knee isn't to a point that he can't move in the pocket, yeah. he'll be fine. Because he's great at buying time, and he's also great at getting downfield and getting runs to get first downs and stuff like that. But as long as he's able to move in the pocket and buy himself time, he'll be fine. Because he'll be able to make the throws that he needs to. On a bum knee, that boy threw the ball like 50-plus yards with the flick of the wrist, put it in the back of the end zone for his receiver to catch it for a touchdown. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. I still have Green Bay taking it all this year. As far as like, and I know it's early, but as far as you know, taking everything, I, I, they're my number one. I don't know. I don't really have a number one quite yet. It's just so far. Again, it was week one. Yeah. Come. It was weird come, seeing him get hurt. Come week and one. talk. Come and talk to me like week seven when we have a better idea of these teams. Because if we're going just based off of week one stats, well. Baltimore would be leading in the AFC North. Fuck the Baltimore. Bengals, the Bengals would well technically the Bengals play Thursday night, so they'd be number one. The Bengals would be number one. The Ravens would be number two, and then Pittsburgh and Cleveland would be tied for third. Have we talked about because that? Because they tied a fucking game. Have we? No, ta- we have not talked about the Cleveland Browns. Let's talk about it. tying an NFL game. Would you say anything's worse than? The only thing worse than losing to the Browns is tying the Browns. <laughs> because of that you can you can be like, yeah, man, we just had a really off day. We couldn't do anything, and that's why we lost. But you gave you you gave Pittsburgh, it your all, and you still tied. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh had a bad day. I'm not gonna say Pittsburgh didn't have a bad day. Pittsburgh turned the ball over six times. Ben Roethlisberger turned the ball over five times himself, and you tied. You got into field goal range. And missed a field goal in overtime to win the game. Yeah, I've been meaning to talk to Rob about that because, you know, he's an Cleveland fan. Cleveland turned the ball over once, but Cleveland also didn't do anything to really win the game. To be fair, Pittsburgh had the lead 21-7 to about, like, with two-thirds of the fourth quarter left. And they gave up the lead to a tie. And then, yeah. Tied the fucking Cleveland Browns in week one, which is Cleveland's best start to an NFL season since like 2004 because they didn't lose. That was the saddest stat I saw from last weekend in football was the fact that it's like, hey, the Cleveland Browns tied a game. That's their best start since 2004. Do you think they'll do decent this season? I mean, I know it's week one, but from preseason on now, do you think they'll do decent? Maybe. Who knows? My boy Tyrod Taylor is your starting quarterback right now, so shout out to Tyrod Taylor. Leading the Browns franchise out of obscurity. So, we'll see. Oh, that's a fumble. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they end up tying that game. It was just shocking to me. Oh, no, I watched the game, and it was extremely ugly. Very ugly. Steelers got to do better. Yeah, I talk the most trash about having the most wins in the Super Bowl, and uh, Patriots are coming up on your ass. And if you slip up this few next few seasons, the 49ers are coming up on your ass. Giants, Cowboys. Let's get into the Cowboys because I got a couple questions. 
What happened with their little star players from that first rookie season? Well, to be fair, I mean, this is both of their third seasons. Zeke Fuck has... Zeke. Zeke had a suspension, which kind of limited, like, if that he wasn't able to hit his rhythm last year fully. And the biggest thing is people have film on him now. People got film. I think you told me that, like, the very, like, his rookie season. I think I remember you telling me that once people start getting film on him and studying him and figuring out his game, it was going to be over. Mm-hmm. And it's happening. It's not that it's over, but it's, it's like, over for the boy. It, it's not that it's over. It's just the fact that it's like now that people know what your skill set is, know what you're capable of, it's a, you can't surprise people. As a rookie, if you come out there and you start balling, it's like awesome because it's like, well, they don't know what to expect. But once people start being able to like, you know, see what you do and be like, okay, this is like their tendencies. These are what, this is what they like to do. This is what they're capable of. This is what they're not good at. Once you have all that right there, you're able to game plan against it. I think Zeke is uh, phenomenal, but I think it's over for the boy. He got to get out of Dallas. You just got to get out of Dallas. Uh, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I, I just can't. As far as Odell, since he's gotten his money, did they win week one? Who, Dallas? No, uh, the Giants. Because I was thinking yes, about... I think they did. Okay, because I was wondering, and I was thinking, since speaking of Dallas, let's speak of one of their rivals here. And I didn't know if Odell came through since he got that check. No, they lost, if I'm correct. They lost? Mm-hmm. So they paid that man, and the exact same day he paid that man, that man lost. Or the day before, that man lost. Well, I mean, to be fair, as a wide receiver, it's not on... You don't throw yourself the ball. No, you don't. And I feel like the Giants would do okay... I honestly feel like they'd be a legit hard team to beat if they took their second string quarterback and the guy came from California and I looked at his tapes. You know, I don't watch as much college football. Wait, who's their backup? I forget his name, but he's nice. He's not. He's way better than them, Eli. Hold on. He's better than Eli. Let me, let me. And while you looking that up, I'll go ahead and continue my little rant. And they go ahead and just make their little secondary over there. Get rid of Eli. Yeah, they lost, no, they lost week one to the um, Jags. Oh, well, they lost to the Jags. The Jags have been looking phenomenal the last few two seasons, I want to say. Yeah. Shout out to the Jaguars. In other news, um, we'll see about this NFL stuff. Colin Kaepernick, I don't know if he'll ever be back. It'd be nice to see him back. It'd be great to see him back, but I'm pretty sure that they blacklisted that some bitch so damn far, like he might not be able to coach. Probably not. But enough for all the football games. Uh, we'll get into some virtual games here. Two K nineteen came out, and I give my review on that. And Chaz, you and I both have played Battlefield Five Beta. We'll give our thoughts on that. Time playing, I guess. We'll start with Battlefield, and I'll get into 2K. Okay. Battlefield Five, I think, is a phenomenal game coming out. Uh, if you like Call of Duty World War Two, you'll like Battlefield Five, due to the you due would, to the storyline. You, you would like it only because of the time period that it takes place. Right. Anything else, you wouldn't probably wouldn't care for it. 
But if you into that whole time period and you like it, uh, I don't think it'll be as popular as Call of Duty Black Ops 4 this year, which I don't think Battlefield ever is. I mean, it's hard when Battlefield doesn't come out every year like Call of Duty does. Yeah. It'd be nice if they incorporated a Battle Royale. That may help it a little bit. It competes with the likes of Fortnite. Get that out of here. Um, yeah. I enjoy the game, and I'm going to get the game. I'll leave it at that. Uh, before I get into 2K, Spider-Man did come out. You and I haven't played it or nothing. How do you feel about those superhero games, though, in general? Because I know, like, when we were younger, they used to have them. We used to play them, but... Well, the ones that used to come out when we were younger were, like, the, like, licensed video games from, like, the movies. So... So what's different about this one? Well, this Spider-Man game is standalone. It's not like it's, like, tied in with Homecoming. Mm -hmm. A lot of the superhero movie, like, video games that we used to get would be like, oh, you know, Iron Man's coming out in June. Yeah. So we get an Iron Man game in April. Okay. Or May. So, but it's like, it's based off of the movie. So... Now it's not? Right. So this is a standalone Spider-Man game. Which will probably make that a lot more interesting, right? But it's also like, again, with it being standalone, you don't have to worry about it tying in with something else that, like, a movie or anything like that. So, basically, the developers are just like, we're just going to make this. Mm -hmm. That's what we're doing. We're making this game the way we want to. We don't have to worry about anybody else telling us what to do. Have you played a Spider-Man game before? Yes. Do you remember when Spider-Man game came out? And you could be swinging on the web, but if you fall down into that little fog, you die. Yeah, that was like the... PlayStation 1 Spider-Man. Yeah, I did not like that. I really hope this one isn't like that. No, it's not. This one is... You can be on the ground? Open world, yeah. I'm gonna have to check it out. Maybe. Um, I guess that's it for Spider-Man. We'll give a full review when one of us plays it, gets it, however. I'll get into 2K19. I got it couple days ago uh i want to say it was wednesday and i've been playing and i like it it's phenomenal it's a lot better than 2k18 as far as your my player goes it sends you to shanghai which is different from the my player you go to shanghai you work your way up to the draft but how you get to shanghai is you didn't get drafted out of college the first time my guy came from duke he didn't get drafted from duke to the nba so he went to overseas to play after overseas, he tries to get himself back into the NBA, I guess. So that's the point I'm at now. And I feel like it won't work until... Now, I'm at the point where the All-Star weekend came to Shanghai, which is weird. And I feel like that may happen one day, but it's far-fetched. Um, it's a phenomenal game. It's updated roster. Everything about 2K is great. It's a lot more more detailed in 2K18. So if you're ever wondering what to get, 2K19 is a lot better than 2K18. You don't have to get the Legends Edition. It just helps you out a little more. You get all of LeBron stuff unlocked versus unlocking it. So you get the shoes, you get the jerseys, you get everything. Everything. You get, even in a little backyard court, you get the LeBron murals. 
painted everywhere. You can work your way up to that if you're that kind of person. I do. I did learn something though. It was this guy. He plays a lot of 2K, and I didn't realize on 2K18, if you got your player, one of the first people to get your my player to a 99, you get a pair of Kyrie's in the mail. I did not know that. This year, if you get your my player, if you're one of the first people to get your my player to a 99, you'll get a pair of LeBrons in a LeBron jersey. This is nice. I didn't know that. I saw it on Instagram, on a 2K Instagram, and I thought that was pretty dope. Never paid any attention to that. And that wraps it up for the game so far. Um, anything else you want to touch on on this podcast? I mean, I really don't have anything else that's, you know, gone on here recently other than, you know, just life shit. But, I mean, I think that pretty much covers everything else that, you know, everything that's been going on in the popular culture around the United States and world. Pop culture, sports, all that good stuff. Um, I guess uh, Tuesday would be a good day to touch back with a podcast. We're just trying to get in two a week. I mean, Tuesday, Wednesday, like I said, so I guess editorial on air note. Yeah. We're going to be, well, we're trying to do this multiple times a week. Um, possibly breaking down like our subject matters into two different categories and doing one episode in the middle of the week, one episode during the end of the week, maybe maybe distributing it yeah, uh, two different times or distributing both on the same day. We don't quite know yet. But yeah, it's going to be a, we're going to have a whole different process, you know. Yeah. Uh, the podcast is doing a little revamp, so stay tuned. We'll still do weekly episodes as far as now. Well, every Saturday you'll get an episode for sure, but we may incorporate sports one in midweek and pop culture and Saturday as Chad said and I'll touch on it which was a good idea I didn't think about it we could put it out twice a week or we can record and put it out both on Saturday so you get one Saturday morning and by Saturday night you should be listening to the other and uh again shout out to all our little semi-sponsors out there Spotify, Apple you know Google everybody Everybody that distributes it. Uh, We're about to have YouTube videos coming soon before the end of the year. So be on the lookout for that. We'll make a new YouTube. Sign sign up to us. Subscribe, I should say, since it's YouTube. Uh, Follow us on our social media in a couple weeks. And also see about getting our podcast playlist in a couple weeks. It will be available on Spotify and it will be available on Apple Music. Those are only two platforms. Maybe YouTube. Maybe YouTube. Not sure. That pretty much sums it up for this week, and we shall see you potentially Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. Again, I'm your host, Dre. My co-host here, Charles. Y'all have a good week. Peace. Bourbon Boys Podcast. I'm your host, Dre. It's Charles, a.k.a. Snafu. Hope everybody had a good week. It's been about, what, five days? For five days since the last podcast. Yeah, it's been a week since we last recorded, so trying to be more consistent with this, you know, and just do better. Yeah, trying to be, to say the least. Uh, a couple shout-outs to begin. Shout-out to Tane Rob. Uh, 
They've been on a couple of our older podcasts. Just thought I'd shout them out. Shout out Hurricane Florence. Yeah, that storm was highly, highly, highly overrated. Well, it depends on where we're at. Where we are, yes. But there's still historic flooding out east and, you know, the Sand Hills, Outer Banks, New Bern, Wilmington, all that good stuff. Those places got hit stupid hard. But, you know. Yeah. It is what it is. Prayers go out to everybody out there on the Carolina coast, South Carolina, Georgia, North Carolina. Um, speaking of hitting hard, we'll get into some uh, pop culture here. Eminem. Yeah, he hit back hard. MGK dissed him, uh, what, two weeks ago now? Maybe? Whenever his album came out. Yeah. when it happened. He dissed him. And I, 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 I like the M diss. I don't know. You listen to it. So, some people thought M tried too hard. Some people thought, like, MGK outdone him. He basically said the same thing MGK said about him. He sounded old and bitter. What were your thoughts on it? Uh, I mean, that Eminem disc was just kind of there. I didn't really, you know, think it was anything extraordinary. I was just, yeah, it was there. Yeah. I don't know. I liked it though. I didn't. I I, I didn't see the problem with it. Uh, M is M. People don't like M. People are gonna think it's trash. His last album was decent. His album before that was trash. He has to come to terms with that with himself. Is that he's getting older and falling off, and new people are coming in and getting better. And it was a point of time when Eminem was hard to top. Now you have artists that are topping him. Perhaps his whole label is better than him, but you, you know. It's just what it is. Any last words on that from you? Nah, I mean, times change. Everything changes. So, you know, it's it's whatever, man. We'll see what happens and we'll just... Play it by ear. We can see what happens. Whether MGK has another disc coming or is this back and forth. I saw Jay Electronic, whatever his name is. Jay Electronic. Yeah, he tweeted him, and he said, uh, how dare you do this, da-da-da-da, and he had bars for him, and I don't know if you're familiar with Royce the 5'9", he tweeted him, and said, I dare you to come up with something, and I'm gonna have bars for you, so I feel like that whole label camp that M is with, or sign, is basically going against everybody, the only one benefiting out of M's album, I think, is Jordan Lucas, right now. M's not even benefiting out of his album. That's just my opinion. I mean, I don't know. I haven't really seen numbers or anything like that, so I'm just kind of... Yeah, I haven't seen the numbers either. We can check on that and see, but I haven't really cared enough to check the numbers. He did tell MGK his flop would be his career high. So, you know, we'll see. In other news, Wale in the midst of all this has dropped an EP, 20 minutes long. Free lunch. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, it was it was a cool it was a cool EP. Um, it felt like he got back to kind of like an older Wale, you know, before he signed the MMG and all that stuff. You know, he's just kind of wordplay and you know the flow was more of like a an old school, you know, Wale compared to when he was like I said signed with MMG and all that stuff. So I didn't I didn't I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was bad either. I liked it. I think Wale's uh 
come to terms with himself, especially with the track called Ungrateful But Grateful or Ungrateful and Thankful. It sums up his whole career and this whole beginning he was all ungrateful. He thought he should be at the top. Da, 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 da. Now he sees, oh, I can't be the guy because there's other guys out there that are just better than me or just, you know, they're just going to be there. You're going to have the Drakes, the Kendricks, the Coles, the Big Shines, the Meek Mills. You're going to have those guys that are just ahead of you. you salty about that. You won't ever get nowhere. Well, in essence... And while he's a lyricist, he's a great lyricist. Well, in essence, what happened is he started falling behind once he got signed. When he was on Atlantic and when he was like an independent, when he was first starting out, you know, that's when he was hungry. That's when he was making his better music. Once he got signed to a label, all of a sudden, he got signed with a bunch of people who don't rap like he does. He got signed on a label with Meek Mill and Rick Ross. Meek talks about street shit because that's what Meek knows. Rick Ross talks about flossing and having money because that's what Rick Ross does. <laughs> Wale doesn't rap about that stuff. But once he got signed, that's what Wale rapped about. He had no choice. Sure he did. Sure he had a choice. I mean, he could have kept doing what he was doing, but do you think he would have started thriving in MMG? I mean, he's thriving with it now. No, he's not. Because he's not signed to MMG no more. Is he not? I no. thought he left Atlantic. He he left Atlantic when he signed with MMG. And MMG let him go. So he's just an all-out free agent. Now. Yeah. Oh. But shout out to Wale for doing what's right. I'm trying to revive well, he, no, he got dropped. And well, he got dropped from MMG. But even on this album, he shouts out Ross. He can shout out Ross because that's, that's his own, you know, that's his prerogative. But, nah, he's not on MMG no more. He did kind of butt heads with me, Mills. Now that I think about it. Remember, yeah, remember that whole album thing where it's like, oh, you're not going to, you know, help me promote my album? And they had beef over that? Yeah. Yeah. Wale, like, Wale did not fit in on that label, but he signed. Because he wanted to get out of Atlantic. And he wanted something better. And in essence, it was better. But he changed the way he raps. He changed the way he does. Like, he changed the way that he, you know, branded himself. Because mm-hmm. he went from being like wordplay, talking about life, da 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 da, to being like, oh, it's about money, it's about flashy shit, and all that stuff. What label would Wale actually fit in now you think about it? He doesn't necessarily fit in when, like, the MMGs, the OVOs, the Young Monies, the no, Dreamvilles, the what, TDs. What he has to do is he has to find a place that he can be himself. Mm-hmm. Right, but what place would it be? Dreamville. You think Wale will thrive on Dreamville? I don't he, think so. Why not? He's To me, he's different from what Dreamville is. Okay, so then let's think about all the people who are on Dreamville. Yeah, Wale's different. Everybody on Dreamville's different. But they're the same in a way. But they're not. You have... Cos, Cole, Cole Jid, yeah, Boss, Ariana Lennox... Ari uh, Lennox. Well, whatever her name is. Ari Lennox. Uh, Earth Gang. Earth Gang. All these, but all those groups, all those groups have their own sound. All those artists have their own sound. And honestly... Boss and th- Cole are very similar sounds. Yeah. Very. And then Kaz also sounds like those other two. So those are the only three that sound very similar. If you think about it, Ari Lennox is R&B. 
Yeah. Earth Gang has this like, it has this like, kind of like an Absol type deal, but they rap faster. Yeah. And have high like have more up tempo shit. Jid is just gonna give you bars. That's what Jid does. Jid is dropping an album soon. But that, but see, but these are things. All of them are on their own wave. All of them are doing their own thing, but they're all Dreamville. Cole is basically just like, you know, in that uh, in his album of the year freestyle, he was like, before I was signed, I was giving niggas hell. You know, now I'm getting niggas deals and they giving niggas hell. It's just like, look, <laughs> I'm gonna sign you to a deal. You do what you do, bro. I guess you. I right. got you. It makes sense. I can see I because Cole. Put it that way, because I see him on when you look at Cole's projection, like tra- like trajectory, his first album on um, uh, what's it called, Def Jam. Mm-hmm. It was a flop. But that's because he had no freedom. Yeah. He he didn't get he didn't get to choose like he didn't get to make that album the way he wanted to. He couldn't get the samples clear that he wanted, all that stuff. All that stuff was against him. That second album he had more freedom because they, they gave him more of a leash and it was better. And then ever since then, boom, it's just like, alright, cool. Not just do what you want to, bro. You got it. I feel like artists should think about that. Would they have freedom to be an actual artist? Mm-hmm. But there's sometimes, but there's sometimes like people are just like, I want to get a deal. Yeah, and that's what it is. And then they compromise their artistry. And a lot of artists, I feel like, does that. I don't. They don't make the same music as they do before, and they lose their touch, and they're not happy. And you look at Rich the Kid, mm-hmm. for example. Well, it's not turning out good for him. And I won't touch on that. Well, you brought it up. I mean, what's the point of bringing it up if you're not going to speak on it? Because, I mean, it's... In a way, he was saying basically his label didn't back him. Da-da-da-da. They backed the Migos more than him. But the Migos back Rich the Kid a lot. He's like a fourth Migo. Well, but that's but that's different. Because it's like, you can have other artists like co-sign you all day long. Yeah. But if the label don't... Because guess what? The artist doesn't get to choose when your album comes out. And what you get to do with it. The label does. So artists can, like, another artist can shout you out. Another artist on your label can shout you out all day long. Uh-huh. But if the label doesn't see the benefit in making them money, no. Do you feel like while they had enough cosign from artists around hip-hop? That's how we got the deal. Yeah. But then, like I said, he kind of, he changed the way that he the way that he flowed, the way that he rapped once he got there. Yeah. Which is what, which then in essence is like, it's just like in sports where it's like, okay, you know, if I run a team and I run a certain system, right? Yeah. And I bring in this player who, you know, his skill set might not fit my scheme, mm-hmm. but I bring him in because he's a great athlete. And then when it doesn't work out, it's like, I'm frustrated because it didn't work out. But it's like, in essence, he wasn't going to work in the first place. Right. You know what I'm saying? But if I have a system and I bring this guy in place and then I find out how he's going to work in that instead of just trying to force it in, it works better that way. <laughs> so in essence, what should have happened is they should have worked better to find out how he was going to fit in MMG Yeah. than just trying to have be like, all right, make music. And then he did what he did. And it's like, oh, these Wale albums aren't that popping because this isn't the Wale we're used to. Because what happens is the bass that you get when you're underground 
is the one that's going to buy those albums. Yeah, that's true. That's the one that's going to follow you, ladies and gentlemen. And the ones that... But you can get new fans. But your old ones are going to be the ones who stick with you. Your new fans are just going to fall, fall behind the base. And that base is just going to keep leveling you up to where you need to go. But if you start losing that base, all else fails. Because the fans behind the base is just going to leave you. The minute you're dry and you don't see nothing else that you like. With that artist, they're going to just bounce. While they also shouts out a lot of Wayne in his album. I don't know if he's trying to sign to Wayne. But on ADP, he shouted him out at least 10 times. At least. How nearly didn't hear all that but I believe it I mean maybe he is maybe because honestly I mean Young Money would be wouldn't be bad for him it wouldn't be but then he'd be competing against the likes of like a Nicki and a Drake and you not, know as far as putting out albums and doing big numbers not particularly because if you think about it look when you look at the artists that are on Young Money mm-hmm. you only know that they're on Young Money because they you know will shout it out every once in a while Right. It's not like, you know, an obligation. The problem, I think, with him was that he signed to an artist. And I'm not taking nothing away from Ross because all... artists shouldn't sign the artists. They no, shouldn't. There's certain artists that shouldn't sign artists. There's While I was one of those certain artists. So, okay. So, if you're going to say artists shouldn't sign the artists, that means you're telling me nobody should sign the Jay-Z. Well, not that. No, but that's what you're saying. Yeah. No, because you're saying no artist should sign to another artist. I'm saying artists who don't know the business aspect. Shouldn't sign to another artist. No, shouldn't sign artists, period. Yeah. Because Jay-Z understands business. Ross understands business. Because he's out there in the field with his artists. He was right there bound. But you had... But the art... Basically, the artist's... If you have a label, you have to understand how the shit works. Yeah. You have to know how the game works. And if you don't know how the game works, then you're not going to help the people that you sign. I guess the way I looked at it was like, let's say you was an artist, mm-hmm. and I'm an artist, and I signed to you. I signed to you. You trying to get the bag just as much as I'm trying to get the bag. You couldn't fully get to your bag because you knew you had to promote me. And I feel like that's what happened somewhat with Ross. No, right. You know that's that is one thing because like Ross and Ross would just be like, "All right, I'm coming out with an album," and then Meek would drop an album two months later. So that means that their all their promotional stuff is overlapping. Whereas certain artists has it figured out though. Like Cole has it figured out. Right. Cole understands the business side, but Cole's also like, "All right, you you're gonna drop your album then." At this point, like four months later, once it's like you know you're on tour, basically once you're on tour already. That's when we drop somebody else's shit. Partially, I think Wayne figures it out too with Drake. Wayne, and Wayne, Wayne just Wayne just like go and do what you do. Well, because mm-hmm. Drake just drops albums, drops music when he wants to. Yeah, Nicki hasn't dropped anything in like two years. Right, so he kind of chill with it. Jay Z, I think he's more strategic about it, but I think that was the downfall of Wale. And I'll end this whole topic on Wale. I just think he shouldn't assign to an artist. He's one of those artists that he's bigger than what the artist would be in some aspects. So if Ross was trying to push Wale and Ross was trying to get to the bag, Ross knew if he wanted to get to the bag at some point of the year and Wale wanted to get to the bag, he had to push somebody back. Wale was that guy. 
Because him and me, Ross and Meek is on two different aspects. So Meek can drop something and it's like, well, Ross would be like, all right, he talking about the street shit. Let him do what he do. Ross is just going to do with his little flashy, flashy stuff. And he's going to get his bag. Then you have somebody that's in between, which is Wale, that talks about somewhat street shit, somewhat flashy, flashy. He's just there rapping, pure rapping. Somebody had to take that L. Wale was that guy to take that L, I feel like. That's just me. A little bit Ross was selfish to sum it up. I mean, it's, but again, it all goes down to balance and making, doling everything out so that everybody's happy. Yeah. You know, it's like, not to keep going back to Dreamville, but it's like, Cole is just like, all right, you know, I'm going to put, you know, I drop an album early in the year. Bosh drops. Bosh drops an album mid-year. The next person, Jid, drops an album late year. Which means next year, we're going to get what? Another Cole. Earth Gang, Ari Lennox, you know, stuff like that. It's like, you have to you have to keep everybody happy. And you also have to, you have to have everybody on board. That's another thing. You have to have the team focused on the team. You can have great, you can have great solo artists or great, you know, acts, and that's fantastic. But they have to be all on the same page, and they have to buy into this team aspect that you have. Because guess what? Our record label's a team. Yeah. You have to have everybody buying in on that team aspect. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, all right, guys, look, because that's the thing. You know, Cole's the biggest name on his uh, on his label. Yeah. Boss's name is growing. Very much growing. Like everybody on everybody on under uh, Dreamville is starting to grow. Well, I'll touch on this next week, but I'll just put the question out there. You don't have to answer it. Do you think Boss is gonna surpass J Cole? Because it seems like Boss is like his successor. Uh, mm, well, mm. because if you're ever listen to him on a song together, they both rap nice. No questions. But then J. Cole kind of takes a step back. Whenever Boss is... J. Cole takes a step back when it comes to Boss and somewhere when it comes to J. So I'm assuming at some point, one of those two or both is going to just take over the whole Dreamville thing and J. Cole can just be, a, I guess, a manager of the damn label and he won't really rap as much. So like a Jay-Z. Like a Jay-Z. I, I see that happening. That's just me. We'll touch on that a little more next week. But in other news, uh, Black, or as some people like to call him, Six Black. I don't know why, but Black dropped an album. And it's phenomenal. Um, I know you're familiar with his song, X Calling, which is surprisingly I mean, but- older than Future's Perks. Perk, you know the song Future had, I could get a Perky's Calling? Yeah. Surprisingly, Future took that song from Black. Which black song is older? I mean, I never knew that. Black is like, I mean, he's twenty-two. He he can rap, he can sing. His new album. What are your thoughts on that? From what I've heard, it's pretty good. I mean, he's got that. Like, cause I've only heard like a couple of his songs. Yeah. And he has that same flow that. I've, was expecting based off the two songs like the couple songs I've heard but I mean it's not like it's bad you know it's just 
It's there. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I don't know how much of it I would actually like listen to. That's like, kind what of I'm, I'm what I'm gonna do is because we listen to it together. I'm gonna take some time and live with and, it for a bit, and I, I'm gonna take some time and listen to it. Like, I'm just gonna put my headphones in, sit there, and listen. Because one of the things I usually do when an album drops is like I'll listen to it while I'm at work. Yeah, and like Scorpion by Drake, I wasn't that big a fan of, and because it all sounded the same to me, and like it, it seemed like all the songs kind of just flowed together, and there wasn't any kind of, you know, separation. Yeah. Well, from what I've heard from Black, it's the same kind of deal, but that's just because I think he always raps with a very similar beat. That's just what he does, which again, we'll see what happens. But I'm, I just got to take some time to sit and live with it and digest it fully. Yeah, I think Black had a nice album. I got to live with it a little bit more. I think with him and Future, Offset on the album, Black is one of those artists that he makes you step into his bag. And so, you know how Future comes on most tracks hype. On this album, he didn't come on the track hype, nor did Offset. And they usually don't do it with Black. I noticed it with most of his features. Even with Cole, you come on the track a little more mellow. You come on the track a little more, you know. You come on there a little more how Black is coming on there. And I feel like he sets that tone for people. As an artist, because he's such a good young artist coming up. Um, it's a phenomenal album from what I heard. I'll touch back on it later on in the future. And I'll get away from this pop culture now. And we'll get into some football here yeah I mean I don't I don't know what other is that the last is that all we had for yeah that's all we put up. that's all that really happened as far as pop culture this week music wise uh, it's pretty much a quiet week we had a couple of little surprise releases next week I will say we'll we'll talk about the Carter 5 when it drops the 21st I know Chaz isn't much of a Wayne fan as I am um so it's big for me, not so much big for you. We'll give a solid review on it. It's one of those albums where I feel like it's now to the point like, do we need it or should he keep it? You know what I mean? Because he's been talking about dropping it since what, 2013, 2014? Here we are four or five years later and it's now coming out. You could have been on the card of 10 and I understand the situation at hand. But it's almost like, do we need it or do we keep it? Is Wayne washed up or is he not washed up? And we'll get into that next week. Now let's get into some college football. We got Boise State versus Oklahoma State. Your thoughts on this game? So far, it's balanced. I mean, we're in week three of the season, so it's kind of like you have these weird, like, out of the usual. Is it week out of three conference. already? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! You have these like out of the, out of conference, you know, matchups and stuff like that. Like this one right here, or you got Ohio State TCU this evening. So, I mean, so far the college football season pretty much been playing out like it should be. Um, Florida State has been a, a huge disappointment so far this year. Uh, Oklahoma's been surprising to some analysts and stuff like that, but for the most part, you know. Alabama is number one and as usual taking care of business as they should be and it's just so far 
it hasn't been a bad season, but you know, the games don't really get good until you start getting in conference play and stuff like that. So right now I don't really have anything to I don't have anything in my coach's corner as far as, you know, college football goes. I'm just kinda I had to sit back and actually kinda think about it and get my thoughts together on stuff I need to talk about on a week to week basis. But yeah, it's Georgia's fine, Bama's fine. Florida State's not. Florida, oh, Florida had a 31-game win streak over a uh, the University of Kentucky in football, and that broke last week. So that was kind of that was you know some Exciting. news. But other than that, I mean, college football basically been playing out the way it should be. So you you do realize with that streak, they've been winning all our lives. Yeah, no, our our, our for 31 straight years they beat. This single team. Yeah, so we've never seen that single team beat nope. that team until last weekend. Yep. So first time for everything, I guess. Um, when does Virginia Tech play? Because I know Hurricane Florence messed it up for a couple of these schools down here in the I southeast. I was say, well, nor, uh, UNC was supposed to play uh, University of Central Florida today, but that got postponed or canceled depending on if they're able to reschedule it or not. Um. West Virginia was supposed to come down here and take on NC State at Carter-Finley, but, of course, the storm canceled that one. And ECU was supposed to go to Virginia Tech, but that game got canceled earlier this week. So three teams in the state of North Carolina had to had can- well, cancel their games, at least for right now. They may be able to um, reschedule it for later in the year, but we're not 100% sure yet. So until then, yeah, these games are not happening. What does Virginia Tech play next week? Next week, they go to Old Dominion. How do you feel about that? Uh, it should be a cakewalk, but you don't put anything past anybody. So, I mean, you got to go out there. You got to take care of business. If you're a team that's supposed to be favored, you have to make sure that you live up to that failure. Yeah. Because in college football, anybody can lose on any given Saturday, man. Speaking of any given Saturday, we'll get into any, any given Sunday. Your Falcons played the Carolina Panthers. Yep. What are your thoughts on that? I don't know. You think they'll win? Yeah, possibly. Cam Newton is looking nice. That's fine. It was one week. I know, but he's... That's one fucking week. Oh, my God. Here we go. It is. I'll let you and take and yeah, argue about and yeah, that. Yeah, Matt Ryan looked like shit week one. I get that. But guess what? Yeah, it's pretty wrong. Matt Ryan looked like shit. Uh, I like Matt Ryan. and lies. I like him. Falsehoods and <laughs> I like lies. the guy. Anyway, falsehoods and lies. Anyway, back to what I was saying. It's in week one. Teams that look good look good. Teams that look, that look bad look bad. But you gotta take everything with a grain of salt because it was the first game. How do you think Aaron Rodgers is gonna fare with that injured knee? I mean, he's he's a kind of quarterback. He's the kind of player that is like, okay, so I can't run as well. I'm just gonna focus on my throwing and still be able to make plays. Aaron Rodgers is like, okay. This injury isn't going to... It's going to slow down my game a little bit. But it's not going to be anything major. He'll still be able to do what he needs to do. Because that boy... It's not like his game is predicated on the athleticism. On making runs. He makes runs when he has to. As long as his knee isn't to a point that he can't move in the pocket, he'll be fine. Because he's great at buying time, but he's also great at getting downfield and getting runs to get first downs and stuff like that. But as long as he's able to move in the pocket and buy himself time, he'll be fine. 
because he'll be able to make the throws that he needs to. On a bum knee, that boy threw the ball like 50-plus yards with the flick of the wrist, put it in the back of the end zone for his receiver to catch it for a touchdown. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. I still have Green Bay taking it all this year. As far as like, and I know it's early, but as far as, you know, taking everything, I, I, they're my number one. I don't know. I don't really have a number one quite yet. It's just so far, again, it was week one. Yeah. Come. It was weird come, seeing him get hurt come week and talk, one. Come and talk to me like week seven when we have a better idea of these teams because if we're going just based off of week one stats, well, Baltimore would be leading in the AFC North. Fuck the Bengals, the Bengals, well, technically the Bengals play Thursday night, so they'd be number one. The Bengals would be number one. The Ravens would be number two. And then Pittsburgh and Cleveland would be tied for third. Have we talked about because that? Because they tied a fucking game. Have we no, ta- we have not talked about the Cleveland Browns. And Let's the talk Steelers about it. Tying an NFL game. Would you say anything's worse than... The only thing worse than losing to the Browns is tying the Browns. <laughs> because of that, you can you can be like, yeah, man, we just had a really off day. We couldn't do anything, and that's why we lost. But you gave you you gave it your all, and you still tied. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh had a bad day. I'm not gonna say Pittsburgh didn't have a bad day. Pittsburgh turned the ball over six times. Ben Roethlisberger turned the ball over five times himself, and you tied. You got into field goal range. And missed a field goal in overtime to win the game. Yeah, I've been meaning to talk to Rob about that because you know he's an Cleveland fan. Cleveland turned the ball over once, but Cleveland also didn't do anything to really win the game. To be fair, Pittsburgh had the lead, twenty-one to seven, about like with two thirds of the fourth quarter left, and they gave up the lead to a tie. And then yeah. Tied the fucking Cleveland Browns in week one, which is Cleveland's best start to an NFL season since like 2004 because they didn't lose. That was the saddest stat I saw from last weekend in football was the fact that it's like, hey, the Cleveland Browns tied a game. That's their best start since 2004. Do you think they'll do decent this season? I mean, I know it's week one, but from preseason on now, do you think they'll do decent? Maybe. Who knows? My boy Tyrod Taylor is your starting quarterback right now, so shout out to Tyrod Taylor. Leading the Browns franchise out of obscurity. So, we'll see. Oh, that's a fumble. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they end up tying the game. It was just shocking to me. Oh, no, I watched the game, and it was extremely ugly. Very ugly. Steelers got to do better. Yeah, I talked the most trash about having the most wins in the Super Bowl, and uh, Patriots are coming up on your ass. And if you slip up this few next few seasons, the 49ers are coming up on your ass. Giants, Cowboys. Let's get into the Cowboys, cause I got a couple questions. What happened with their little star players from that first rookie season? Well, to be fair, I mean this is both of their third seasons. Zeke has. Zeke has suspension, which kind of limited like if that he wasn't able to hit his rhythm last year fully. And the biggest thing is people have film on him now. People got film. I think you told me that like the very like his rookie season. I think I remember you telling me that once people start getting film on him and studying him and figuring out his game, it was gonna be over. Mm-hmm. 
and it's happening. It's not that it's over, but it's, it's like, over for the boy. It, it's not that it's over. It's just the fact that it's like now that people know what your skill set is, know what you're capable of. It's a, you can't surprise people. As a rookie, if you come out there and you start balling, it's like awesome because it's like, well, they don't know what to expect. But once people start being able to like, you know, see what you do and be like, okay, this is like their tendencies. These are what, this is what they like to do. This is what they're capable of. This is what they're not good at. Once you have all that right there, you're able to game plan against them. I think Zeke is uh, phenomenal, but I think it's over for the boy. You got to get out of Dallas. You just got to get out of Dallas. Uh, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I, I just can't. As far as Odell, since he's gotten his money, did they win week one? Who, Dallas? No, uh, the Giants. Because I was thinking yes, about... I think they did. Okay, because I was wondering, and I was thinking, since speaking of Dallas, let's speak of one of their rivals here. And I didn't know if Odell came through since he got that check. No, they lost, if I'm correct. They lost? Mm-hmm. So they paid that man, and the exact same day he paid that man, that man lost. Or the day before, that man lost. Well, I mean, to be fair, as a wide receiver, it's not on... You don't throw yourself the ball. No, you don't. And I feel like the Giants would do okay. I honestly feel like they'd be a legit hard team to beat if they took their second-string quarterback. And the guy came from California, and I looked at his tapes. You know, I don't watch as much college football. Wait, who's their backup? I forget his name, but he's nice. He's He's way better than them, Eli. He's better than Eli. Let me, let me. Well, while you looking that up, I'll go ahead and continue my little rant. And they go ahead and just make their little secondary over there. Get rid of Eli. Yeah, they lost. No, they lost week one to the um, Jags. Oh well, they lost to the Jags. The Jags have been looking phenomenal the last few two seasons. I want to say. Yeah, shout out to the Jaguars. In other news, um, we'll see about this NFL stuff. Colin Kaepernick, I don't know if he'll ever be back. It'd be nice to see him back. It'd be great to see him back, but I'm pretty sure that they blacklisted that bitch so damn far. Like, he might not be able to coach. Probably not. But enough for all the football games. Uh, we'll get into some virtual games here. 2K19 came out, and I give my review on that. And Chaz, you and I both have played Battlefield 5 beta. We'll give our thoughts on that. That one-time plan, I guess. We'll start with Battlefield, and I'll get into 2K. Okay. Battlefield 5, I think, is a phenomenal game coming out. Uh, if you like Call of Duty World War II, you'll like Battlefield 5 due to the... Due to the storyline, you would like it only because of the time period that it takes place. Right. Anything else, you wouldn't probably wouldn't care for it. But if you into that whole time period, then you'd like it. Uh, I don't think it'd be as popular as Call of Duty Black Ops Four this year, which I don't think Battlefield ever is. I mean, it's hard when Battlefield doesn't come out every year like Call of Duty does. Yeah. It'd be nice if they incorporated a. Battle Royale that may help it a little bit it competes with the likes of Fortnite get that out of here um yeah 
I enjoy the game, and I'm gonna get the game. I'll leave it at that. Uh, before I get into 2K, Spider-Man did come out. You and I haven't played it or nothing. How do you feel about those superhero games, though, in general? Because I know, like, when we were younger, they used to have them. They used to play them, but... Well, the ones that used to come out when we were younger were, like, the, like, licensed video games from, like, the movies. So... So what's different about this one? Well, this Spider-Man game is standalone. It's not like it's, like, tied in with Homecoming. Mm-hmm. A lot of the superhero movie, like, video games that we used to get would be like, oh, you know, Iron Man's coming out in June. Yeah. So we get an Iron Man game in April. Okay. Or May. So, but it's like, it's based off of the movie. So... Now it's not? Right. So this is a standalone Spider-Man game. Which will probably make that a lot more interesting, right? But it's also like, again, with it being standalone, you don't have to worry about it tying in with something else that, like, a movie or anything like that. So basically, the developers are just like, we're just going to make this. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. We're making this game the way we want to. We don't have to worry about anybody else telling us what to do. Have you played a Spider-Man game before? Yes. Do you remember when Spider-Man game came out? And you could be swinging on the web, but if you fall down into that little fog, you die. Yeah, that was like the... PlayStation 1 Spider-Man. Yeah, I did not like that. I really hope this one isn't like that. No, it's not. This one is... You like can be on the ground? Open world, yeah. I'm going to have to check it out. Maybe. Um, I guess that's it for Spider-Man. We'll give a full review when one of us plays it, gets it, however. I'll get into 2K19. I got it couple days ago uh, I want to say it was Wednesday and I've been playing and I like it it's phenomenal it's a lot better than 2k18 as far as your my player goes it sends you to Shanghai which is different for the my player you go to Shanghai you work your way up to the draft but how you get to Shanghai is you didn't get drafted out of college the first time my guy came from Duke he didn't get drafted from Duke to the NBA so he went to overseas to play after overseas, he tries to get himself back into the NBA, I guess. So that's the point I'm at now. And I feel like it won't work until... Now, I'm at the point where the All-Star weekend came to Shanghai, which is weird. And I feel like that may happen one day, but it's far-fetched. Um, it's a phenomenal game. It's updated roster. Everything about 2K is great. It's a lot more more detailed in 2K18. So if you ever wondering what to get, 2K19 is a lot better than 2K18. You don't have to get the Legends Edition. It just helps you out a little more. You get all the LeBron stuff unlocked versus unlocking it. So you get the shoes, you get the jerseys, you get everything. Everything. You get, even in a little backyard court, you get the LeBron murals painted everywhere. You can work your way up to that if you're that kind of person. I do. I did learn something, though. It was this guy. He plays a lot of 2K. And I didn't realize on 2K18, if you got your player, one of the first people to get your my player to a 99, you get a pair of Kyrie's in the mail. I did not know that. This year, if you get your my player, if you're one of the first people to get your my player to a 99, you'll get a pair of LeBrons in a LeBron jersey. This is nice. 
I didn't know that. I saw it on Instagram, on a 2K Instagram, and I thought that was pretty dope. Never paid any attention to that. And that wraps it up for the game so far. Um, anything else you want to touch on on this podcast? I mean, I really don't have anything else that's, you know, gone on here recently other than, you know, just life shit. But, I mean, I think that pretty much covers everything else that, you know, everything that's been going on in the popular culture around the United States and the world. Pop culture, sports, all that good stuff. Um, I guess uh, Tuesday would be a good day to touch back with a podcast. We're just trying to get in two a week. I mean, Tuesday, Wednesday, like I said, so I guess editorial on air note, yeah. we're going to be, well, we're trying to do this multiple times a week, um, possibly breaking down like our subject matters into two different categories and doing one episode in the middle of the week, one episode during the end of the week, maybe, maybe distributing it yeah, uh, two different times or distributing both on the same day. We don't quite know yet. But, yeah, it's going to be a, we're going to have a whole different process, you know. Yeah. Uh, the podcast is doing a little revamp, so stay tuned. We'll still do weekly episodes as far as now. Well, every Saturday you'll get an episode for sure, but we may incorporate sports one in midweek and pop culture at Saturday, as Chad said, and I'll touch on it, which was a good idea. I didn't think about it. We could put it out twice a week. Well, we can record and put it out both on Saturday. So you get one Saturday morning, and by Saturday night, you should be listening to the other. And, uh, again, shout out to all our little semi-sponsors out there, Spotify, Apple, you know, Google. Everybody who puts our podcast Everybody that distributes it. Uh, we're about to have YouTube videos coming soon before the end of the year, so be on the lookout for that. We'll make a new YouTube. Sign us, sign up to us. Subscribe, I should say, since it's YouTube. Uh, follow us on our social media in a couple weeks. And also, see about getting our podcast playlist in a couple weeks. It will be available on Spotify and it will be available on Apple Music. Those are the only two platforms. Maybe YouTube. Maybe YouTube. Not sure. That pretty much sums it up for this week, and we shall see you potentially Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. Again, I'm your host, Dre, my co-host here, Charles. Y'all have a good week. Peace.